Act Five of Cleone, a Tragedy by Robert Dodsley. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Joshua Seeger in Chicago. Act Five, Scene One The Wood. Cleone is discovered sitting by her dead child, over whom she hath formed a little bower of shrubs and branches of trees. She seems very busy in picking little sprigs from a bough in her hand. Cleone sings. Sweeter than the damask rose was his lovely breast. There, oh, let me there repose. Sigh, sigh, and sink to rest. Did I not love him? Who can say I did not? My heart was in his bosom, but he tore it out and cast it from him. Yet I loved, and he more lovely seemed to that fond heart than the bright cherub sailing on the skirts of yonder cloud, the inhabitant of heaven. Enter Sifroy, Beaufort Sr., Isabella, Glanville, Rogozin, officers, etc. Beaufort Sr., this is the place, and see my hapless child. Why, gracious heaven, why have I lived to feel this dreadful moment? Soft, I pray, tread, and let us well observe her speech and action. Sifroy, have I done this, and do I live? My heart drops blood, but to thy guidance I will bend, and in forced silence smother killing grief. Glanville, aside. Didst thou not tell me, villain, she was dead? Rogozin, aside. I was deceived, by heaven, I thought her so. Glanville, aside. May hell reward thee. Beaufort, senior. Stay, she rises. Hush. Cleone. Soft, soft, he stirs. Oh, I have waked him, I have waked my child, and when false Glanville knows it, he again will murder him. Beaufort Sr. Mark that. Glanville. And are the words of incoherent madness to convict me? Sifroy. They are the voice of heaven, detecting murder. Yes, villain, thy infernal aim appears. Cleone. No, no. All still, as undisturbed he sleeps as the stolen infant rocked in the eagle's nest. I'll call the red breast and the nightingale, their pious bills once covered little babes, and sung their dying dirge. Again, sweet birds, again pour forth your melancholy notes, and soothe once more that innocence ye love. Sifroy, on that enchanting voice, how my fond heart hath hung with rapture! Now too deeply pierced, I die upon the sound. He advances towards her. My dearest love, behold thy own Sifroy, returned to calm thy griefs, and pour into thy wounded mind the healing balm of tenderness. Cleone, frighted and trembling. Sweet heaven, protect me! Oh, if you have pity, save my infant! Cast away that bloody steel, and on my knees I'll kiss the gentle hand that spared my child. 
Glanville shall never know but we are dead. In this lone wood we'll live, and I no more will seek my husband's house, and yet I never wronged him, never indeed. Sifroy, I know thou didst not. Look upon me, love. Dost thou not know me? I am thy Sifroy, thy husband. Do not break my heart. Oh, speak. That look will kill me. Beaufort Sr. My dear child, look up, look on thy father. Am I too forgotten? Is every filial trace in thy poor brain defaced? She knows us not. May heaven, my son, lend thee its best support. For me, my days are few, nor can my sorrow's date be long protracted. Zephroy, say not so. Must I become the murderer of all I hold most dear? Cleone. Yes, yes, a husband once, a father too I had, but lost, quite lost, deep in my brain buried they lie, in heaps of rolling sand. I cannot find them. Sifroy. O oh, heart-rending grief! How is that fair, that amiable mind, disjointed, blasted by the fatal rage of one rash moment? She goes to her child. He follows. Let sweet pity veil the horrors of this scene from every eye. My child, my child, hide, hide me from that sight. Turns away. Cleone. Stay, stay, for you are good and will not hurt my lamb. Alas, you weep. Why should you weep? I am his mother, yet I cannot weep. Have you more pity than a mother feels? But I shall weep no more. My heart is cold. Sifroy, falling on his knees. O oh, mitigate thy wrath, good heaven. Thou knowest my weakness. Lay not on thy creature more than he can bear. Restore her, O oh, restore. But if it must not be, if I am doomed to stand a dreadful warning to deter frail man from sudden rage, almighty power then take in mercy, take this wretched life. As he rises, Isabella comes forward and throws herself at his feet. Isabella. Hear, hear me, sir. My very heart is pierced, and my shocked soul, beneath a load of guilt, sinks down in terrors unsupportable. Tis heaven impels me to reveal the crimes in which a fatal passion has involved me. Protect me, save me from his desperate rage. Glanville suddenly pulls out a short dagger which he had concealed in his bosom and attempts to stab her. One of the officers wrenches it from him. Beaufort Sr. Ha! Seize the dagger! Sifroy, hold thy murderous hand. Rugozin, aside. All is betrayed. For me no safety now, but sudden flight. He endeavors to withdraw. Sifroy, stop. Seize. Detain that slave. The attempt to fly bespeaks him an accomplice. He is seized by the officers. Isabella, to Glanville. Tremble, O wretch! Thou seest that heaven is just, nor suffers even ourselves to hide our deeds. To death I yield, nor hope, nor wish for life. Permit me to reveal some dreadful truths, and I shall die content. Thy hapless wife, chaste as the purest angel of the sky, by Glanville is traduced, 
by him betrayed, Paulet is murdered, and by his device the lovely child, seduced by his vile arts and by the flattering hopes of wealth ensnared, distracting thought, I have destroyed my soul. Beaufort Sr. Why, why so far from virtue didst thou stray, that to compassionate thy wretched fate almost is criminal? To Glanville. But canst thou bear? Can thy hard heart support this dreadful scene? Glanville. I know the worst, and am prepared to meet it. That wretch hath sealed my death, and had I but avenged her timorous perfidy, the rest I'd leave to fate, and neither should lament my own, nor pity yours. Siffroy. Inhuman savage! But justice shall exert her keenest scourge, and wake to terror thy unfeeling heart. Guard them to safe confinement, killing sight. Behold that piteous object. Her dumb grief speaks to my heart unutterable woe. Horror is in her silence. He goes to her. My dear love, look, look upon me. Let these tears prevail, and with thy reason wake thy pity too. Leon. Again you weep, but had you lost a wife, as I a husband, you might weep indeed, or had you lost so sweet a boy as mine, t'would break your heart. Siffroy. Her words are pointed steel. Have I not lost a wife, lost a sweet boy? Indeed I have, myself too murdered them. Cleone. That was unkind. Why did you so? But hush, let no one talk of murder. I was killed. My husband murdered me, but I forgave him. Siffroy, I cannot, cannot bear. O oh, torture, torture. Beaufort Sr., collect thyself, and with the humble eye of patient hope, look up to heaven resigned. Siffroy, hope, where is hope? Alas, no hope for me. On downy pinions, lo, to heaven she flies, to realms of bliss, where I must never come. Terrors are mine, and from the depths below despair looks out and beckons me to sink. Beaufort Sr. Assuage thy grief. Call reason to thy aid. Perhaps we yet may save her precious life. At least delay not, by some gentle means, to soothe her to return. Siffroy, may soft persuasion dwell upon thy lips, but, ah, can tears or arguments avail, when reason marks not? Enter Beaufort, Jr. Beaufort, Jr. Where? Where is my sister? Beaufort, Sr. Alas, the melancholy sight will pierce thy inmost soul. But do not yet disturb her. Distraction o'er her memory hangs a cloud that hides us from her. Siffroy, my dearest brother, can thy heart receive the wretch who robbed it of his sister's love? Beaufort, Jr., I do forgive thee all. Alas, my brother, most basely wert thou wronged. But truth is found. Paulet, though wounded, yet escaped with life. Siffroy, then heaven is just, but tell me how escaped. Beaufort, Jr., thou shalt know all, but stay, 
My sister speaks. Cleone, coming forward. Oh, who hath done it? Who hath done this deed of death? My child is murdered, my sweet babe bereft of life. Thou, Glanville, thou art he, remorseless fiend, destroy a child, an infant, monster forbear. See, see the little heart bleeds on his dagger's point, looking down to the earth. But lo, the furies, the black fiends of hell, hath seized the murderer. Look, they tear his heart, that heart which had no pity. Hark, he shrieks, his eyeballs glare, his teeth together gnash in bitterness of anguish, while the fiends scream in his frighted ear, Thou shalt not murder. Beaufort Sr. What dreadful visions terrify her brain. To interrupt her must relieve. Speak to her. Sifroy. My dearest love, cast but one look upon us. Cleone, looking up to heaven. Is that my infant? Whither do you bear my bleeding babe? Not yet, O oh, mount, not yet, ye sons of light, but take me on your wings with my sweet innocent. I come, I come. Her father and brother take hold of her. Yet hold, where is my husband, my Sephroy? Will not he follow? Will he quite forsake his poor lost wife? Oh, tell him I was true. Swoons. Beaufort Sr. Alas! She faints. I fear the hand of death is falling on her. Gently bear her up. Sifroy. O oh God, my heart, my heart-strings break. Did not her dying words dwell on my name? Did not her latest sigh breathe tenderness for me? For me, the wretch, whose rash suspicion, whose intemperate rage abandoned her to shame. Ah, gracious heaven! Does she not move? Does not returning light dawn in her feeble eye? Her opening lips breathe the sweet hope of life. Cleone. Where have I been? What dreadful dreams have floated in my brain? Beaufort Sr. How fares my child? Cleone. Oh, faint, exceeding faint. My father, my dear father, do I wake? And am I? Am I in a father's arms, my brother too? Oh, happy! Beaufort, Jr. My dear sister, Sifroy, transporting rapture, will my love return to life, to reason too, indulgent power? Cleone. What sound, what well-known voice is that I hear? Support me, raise me to his long-lost arms, it is my husband, my Sephroy, my love. Alas, too faint, I never more shall rise. Sephroy, ah, do not wound me, do not pierce my heart with any thought so dreadful. Art thou given in mockery only to my longing arms? Raise up thy head, my love, lean on my breast, and whisper to my soul, thou wilt not die. Cleone. How thy sweet accents soothe the pangs of death. Witness, ye angels, thus in thy dear arms to die, my faithful love, and spotless truth confirmed was all my wish. Where is my father? 
let me but take his blessings up to heaven, and I shall go with confidence. Beaufort Sr., my child, my darling child, may that pure bliss just heaven bestows upon departed saints be thine. Cleon, farewell, my brother, comfort and support our father's feeble age. To heal his grief will give thy sister's dying moments ease. Sifroi, talk not of death, we must not, must not part. Good heaven, her dying agonies approach. Cleon, the keenest pang of death is that I feel for thy surviving woe. Adieu, my love, I do entreat thee with my last, last breath. Restrain thy tears, nor let me grieve to think thou feelest a pain I cannot live to cure. Sifroi, Mightst thou but live, how light were every pain fate could inflict. Cleone, it will not be. I faint, my spirits fell. Farewell, receive me, heaven. Dies. Sifroi, she's gone, forever gone. Those lovely eyes are closed in death, no more to look on me. My fate is fixed, and in this tortured breast, anguish, remorse, despair must ever dwell. Beaufort Sr. Offended power, at length with pitying eyes, look on our misery. Cut short this thread that links my soul too long to wretched life. And let mankind, taught by his hapless fate, Learn one great truth, experience finds too late, That dreadful ills from rash resentment flow, And sudden passions end in lasting woe. Exeunt. The End End of Cleone, A Tragedy By Robert Dodsley